look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More Than Money with the Popowich Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. Lifestyle matters. It's more than money. I'm Faisal Carmelli, my co-host here, Dave Popowich. How you doing, buddy? I'm great. How about you? I'm not bad. Terrific. Not bad. I actually had some uh, a sad story on oh. um, on Thursday. Yes, you did. Um, my father's best friend passed away, mm-hmm. and um, I had to. I attended the the funeral. It's a, a, a and being a, a Muslim, it's it's a little bit of a different type of funeral where um, you actually are members of our close to the the deceased actually goes up and um, does a prayer over the body and so forth. So there's a little bit of a prayer over the body and then holy waters sprayed on the, on the, on the face of the deceased. The reason why I'm going through all this is because I had to witness my father mm-hmm. stand in front of his, his deceased friend and do this, which really caught a chord with me. Um, after the funeral was done, there's a lot of conversation and chatter uh, about what happened to the individual, what's, you know, and all their friends are slowly dying. Right. And so it's it's hitting them all like they're like wow like my friend just died and this person passed away and that and they're all talking about this and they're saying that life is short, um, you're you're hanging around a bunch of seventy year olds and seventy five year olds they're all mm-hmm. saying this to me that life is short, Faisal. Um, and so I said what what are the things that you would do differently if you could turn the clock back? Okay. And one of the answers was um, enjoy my retirement better. What do you mean and by that? that? And, and that's what, and I got the same look on my face as you have right now. Yeah. And I said, what do you mean by you can enjoy your retirement better? They sacrificed doing things because they've always been trained not to spend money. Right. Got to say. And we've got some clients like that sure. that are, they just have a hard time enjoying beyond what they've already done. And they've got, you know, capital, they've got money, but they're having a hard time spending or parting with that money because right. they've been trained for decades to not to spend as much. Right. And so when when they go back and I say, okay, so what would you do differently then? He go, well, more trips with the family, spending spending more money on my grandkids, you know, doing things that I would enjoy because now I can't take it with me. Right. I can't take this money with me, so I might as well enjoy it. And it's interesting how late in their lives, and again, they think in their 70s, they're towards their the end of their the time frame because of what happened to their friend. Um, but they're they're regretting not doing some of the things, and because of mobility, they can't do some of the things that they want to. So the message I want to bring out in this first segment today was um, enjoy your life, uh, your, your your retirement. Make sure that you are doing the things you want to do. Um, and that's what I consider to be financial independence, enjoying what you want to do when you want to do it. Yeah. So I don't think you'd get an argument from anybody with, with that particular statement that the problem comes down to the fear, right? The fear of running out. The yeah. Some some people are just, you know, they've got a lifestyle that, uh, you know, they've, it, it's, it's not expensive relative to what they've saved. Yeah. Right. Uh, and as you said, they don't, they've been savers their whole lives. They don't know how to do that. Right. Structure becomes important, right? This fear of the unknown, making sure that you've got a good plan in place so that you're comfortable to go and spend it. Or if you want to gift to your kids yeah, in your lifetime. You're right. There, there's right? two ways to look at this. There's a group of people who will just not spend. They're just, they are just ha- they don't have it yeah, yeah. in their no, DNA. It. It's right. just not there. Yep. They're not going to overspend beyond their means. Yep. Okay. There's another group who refuses to spend out of fear. Fear, yeah. That if I spend now, I won't have in the future, and I have to worry about that. And so the structure... We'll alleviate that problem. Yeah, and there's another group, right? Okay. It's the ones that you, you've alluded to. Um, people from the time they've started working, like this baby boom generation that we talk about all the time, they've been accumulators, right? How many times do you sit with somebody who's freaked out about the fact that they're spending their savings? 
They've been saving their whole life so yep. that they can spend their savings, and now they're going to spend their savings, and they get freaked out when they spend their savings, right? So there's an education component to this. This is your pension, right? And then there's a legacy piece too, right? We, we often, when we're sitting with clients and one of their goals, asking them the question, uh, would you sacrifice your lifestyle today in order to leave more behind for your children? Right? An interesting question. Mm-hmm. And it changes over time, right? The sure. answers change over time. Sure. So, you know, what I find interesting about that, it sounds like it sounds an obvious statement. We talk a lot about these things. We make these kinds of statements at times when, you know, you experience these kinds of events, and they're all true. Yep. The question is, how do we do it, right? How do we get the, the, the courage, the education, the structure, you name it, whatever that, whatever that piece is that allows you to go and enjoy the, hard, the fruits of your labor for your entire life? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think we have to, that's, I mean, essentially what we're doing on an, from an educational basis every time we do one of these seminars. It, it was very interesting because I met with one of our clients uh, during the week and um, just over a million bucks, mm-hmm. um, got about 10 years worth of income left based on what he's spending. Yes. What he's told me he's going to spend right. was less than right. what he, uh, sorry, it's what he said he's going to spend less, but less. he's spending yeah. more, yeah. right? Um, and so he's got about 10 years worth of cash. So we had that conversation and it was him and his son in the, in the office with me. And I said, you've got 10 years that poor guy's got a, an ailing disease and so forth. So it's, it, his time on this earth is limited. Right. Um, and, and I said, what are you worried about? Why are, why are you, why are you worried about this 10 years right. worth of money? And he looked at his son. He goes, I'm worried about my son. Right. My son started his, starting his business. He's got two kids. I want to make sure he's okay, that if he needs money, I can give it to him. Right. So I'm going to withhold and not spend so I can make sure that he's okay. And, and the son was like, first of all, upset because, oh, my God, I don't want my father to withhold yeah. his lifestyle for me. Um, but the conversation went into, what are you giving as a legacy? Right. It's a gift. Right. Now, you can give a gift in monetary terms, or you can give a gift in education and information. And so what this father has done when he came to Canada, when he started up his own business, when he went through all the problems that uh, economically in, in Alberta since the 1970s, um, he was able to educate his son on how to persevere through that. And I said, you've done a very good job with that. Why would you think he wouldn't be able to take care of himself now? Right. And just the fear that, you know, my son might not be able to do it. Yeah. And, and so he's going to withhold. And so the son had to convince him to say, look, you know, I got this. Like, I know I'm going to have problems. Yeah. It's not going to be easy. Yeah. I'm a businessman. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm going to have tough times, but I got this. Dad, right. you got to do what you got to do. Right. And it's very difficult for many parents to step back and say, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to let my, my child, adult child, in his own business, taking his own risks, venture off. And if he fails, it's okay. That, that's hard for a parent to take yeah, on. Yeah, it is. is it okay if my child fails? Yeah. And I'm, I think it is. I think that's how people learn. I think every businessman who's come to us or businesswoman who's come to us and has, and told us their story, they've had failure. Sure. Of course. That's how they became so successful. Yep. You can't become successful without failure. Right. And I think we need to let our children know that it's okay to fail because in that failure becomes education and opportunity. And in that failure becomes the opportunity to actually persevere and become that 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 success that they want to be because they can you have you only get your w's from learning from your l's yeah yeah, that's right and you get lots more l's um you know what what's interesting about this conversation is um retirement is a is a very human experience right that's what we're talking about it's a human experience it there's some math behind it but too often we're focused on the math and the numbers Okay. Again, I don't want to diminish that it's important we've got to do that hard work to figure out what's in the background but the fact of the matter is it's a human experience. And there's a whole bunch when we talk about the different buckets. Um, doing the math is the easiest part of it, 
right? It's doing all this gray area stuff. These con- these are the tough conversations that you've got to have and uh, with families, not just with individuals, with families Correct. to try to figure out what success in retirement means for them. Correct. So we talk about a lifestyle plan being very different from a financial plan. You need the two to put together, but you have to start with the lifestyle plan. And Faisal, it's okay if things change. Right, we know when they people, will change. Of course, they will. There's always going to be something that comes along to change it. So, so when people start with, "Well, I don't know what the future holds," so let's start with what you know right now. Right? What do you want right now? What does it look like? Do the math, and then continue to go back. Right? That's the process. Um, probably harped on that enough. No, it's good, and I think people need to hear that. This is not a. a, a a stock market, bond market, economic, sexy conversation we're having right now, but it's reality. Yeah. And I think people that are listening to this part will have to come to the point that the reality of retirement is not just stocks, bonds, and making money. No. The the, the reality of retirement is dealing with these types of issues along the way, and, and you need a team or somebody you can bounce these things off of and share your emotions with beyond just your family members, someone that's kind of removed but we'll give you the, the advice and the information uh, that you require so you yeah. can make the best decisions for you and your family. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're going to talk about it now. Uh, we're going to talk about it at our upcoming seminar. I've got to tell you, to start this year, we've, we've had um, a lot. We've talked to a lot of people. It's terrific. Our first uh, seminar in February is already full. We're yeah, putting, so we're putting on a separate concerned. session. So we're going to open up a second session yeah. on February 19th. That's a Tuesday at 8.30 p.m at the Oak Ridge Co-op Wine, Spirits, and Beer. Now you need to reserve your seats, so give us a call, 966-8400. That's 966-8400. Or go on our website to register at morethanmoneyradio.com. We strongly believe that technology is going to be one of the key drivers to help uh, the Canadian medical system cope with what's coming. Tune in after this. We're going to talk about some really cool technology. You're on 770 CHQR and More Than Money. Welcome back. You're here. You're here with David Faisal. You're on 770 CHQR and uh, more than money. Gosh, my voice has been rough the entire week. I wonder why. I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's all that yakking and talking you've been doing. <laughs> Maybe it is. <laughs> you know, we uh, let's do some talking about technology because um, one of the things that's that we consistently have conversations with in the health bucket is around the quality of care that people want and the quality of life that they want is they you know move through retirement and get a little bit older. And we, you know, we've done tons of interviews with the Canadian Medical Association, uh, you know, in various groups. And listen, I think there's a problem, right? We've got this demographic that's aging, um, and the, the healthcare system is under pressure uh, with what's coming. And technology is likely um, a big part of the overall solution to Absolutely. improve that quality of care and quality of life. Absolutely, I think it's very important that we start to investigate, understand, and see what else is out there beyond just. You're, you're a conventional visit to the doctor's you office. You bet. And I think we're, we're sort of committed to doing, uh, over time, a series of these to try to find the technology that's going to help people improve that quality. And we've got uh, uh, Shaniel Gunasekra, who's a founder and the chief executive of eTreat MD, a technology company that we're interested in. Uh, Shaniel, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. All right. So we're, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, your company, eTreat MD, and the application it's come up with. Uh, but why don't you? I, I'm interested in your story. You've come up with an application to try to help people, particularly in this case with arthritis. But give us the backstory. How how did you get to this point with this company? Sure, I'd be happy to. And you know, as always with uh, with projects like this, it's you know both professional and personal. 
Um, on the personal side, it's it's one of those things where I've personally lived with chronic back pain for a long time. Yep. Uh, my co-founder Nick McKinnon, he's lived with hand arthritis for a long time. Uh, so we've you know we both experienced the struggles related to finding the right treatment or therapy for our issues. Uh, we're trying to get better answers about why our conditions aren't reacting and just general frustration, you know, with the lack of help and tools. Uh, so that's to think about unique ways we could leverage uh, things like smartphones, you know, to to help people self-manage these problems. Okay, so this is come. This comes from personal experience with yourself. So now this led you to create the Live with Arthritis Plus app. Tell us a little bit about what this is. So simply, what we're doing is we're trying to turn your smartphone into a medical device. And at the heart of our app, we use this very novel medical imaging technique uh, that essentially takes pictures of your body. And with those pictures, we have like this automatic algorithm that detects joints that show some of those symptoms like swelling, angular deviation, no enlargement. Uh, and then we create a report of accurate measurements of these physical symptoms. Uh, so what we're trying to do is essentially just create a snapshot of what your condition looks like at any given time. Uh, think of it as like a simpler, uh, more symptomatically meaningful form of x-rays or MRIs for arthritis. And um, what they're trying to do there is then also kind of pair it with a pain management tool, you know, where you can talk about um, the pain you're feeling, what your different aspects of your lifestyle, you know, what you ate that day, what activities you did. And we're just trying to create a holistic profile so that you can find out what's offering effective relief, uh, which is really important, but also what compounds pain so that you can avoid activities and and lifestyle around things like that. We're just trying to demystify this whole thing while uh, while living with it. I'm going to call it a tricorder. You got the beginning of a tricorder. I love it. Are you a Star Trek fan by any chance? Unfortunately, not so much. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, what you, are you talking you about? You guys aren't nearly nerd enough, nerdy enough. He's Never. talking about taking pictures of himself, of himself with a medical device. You're on Star Trek. I'm thinking this is a different type of selfie. This is Star Trek happening. It's a That's selfie, okay? <laughs> it's a selfie. So let me let, let's go. What are you talking about, Dave? <laughs> it is okay. Shadil, let's go back for a second here. Um, sorry to take you off on that tangent. Um, here, you know, I, I suspect that some of this has to do with the fact that patients aren't particularly good at uh, helping doctors understand sort of what they're doing and their medical conditions and giving good information that uh, doctors can use to uh, help improve treatment. Would that would that be a fair statement? Yes, and it's you know it's tremendously difficult, right? In the in the way uh, we interact with the healthcare system right now, because you don't always get to see your doctor when you're struggling. You get right. to see them when there's an availability, and you know sometimes you have months and months of experience. You need to be able to fit into a conversation in limited time. Uh, so what we're trying to do is really be able to identify those times where you had flare-ups or you had good days and then be able to either communicate that in person or have your doctor be able to access that through an online platform. So just, it's again, just trying to assist in, in, in that aspect. And yeah, it's, it's just extremely challenging uh, just to go on memory uh, for anyone, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, right now, if I, if I remember correctly, there's about 50 doctors and other healthcare professionals that are using versions of this app in Canada? 
Yes, we have a wide variety of people. A lot of the a lot of it is right now in a very clinical it's in a very clinical control setting where okay. they're recruiting patients that are that would specifically be interested in this. We are still learning a lot about what what patients need and how we can help patients because from a clinical setting it's very kind of cut and dry in terms of uh, the data you need to to make treatment decisions but how can you help patients uh, get to a better you know have better routines in their life and do better things it's a constant it's a constant learning progress so we worked with a lot of interesting people um, plenty of clinicians and also a lot of foundations uh, Agewell, they are like Canada's, like one of Canada's like largest technology and aging networks. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Simon Fraser University, Dr. Diane Romala there. It's It's been interesting. And uh, what I like about it is there's been genuine interest around how to deliver, you know, the best level of personal care to people suffering with things like arthritis. And that's, it's great as a technology company to see that because it's not like we are coming out and saying there's something wrong. Uh, with the way you run things, you need to fix it. It's more like we need to collaborate on coming up with technology that works on both sides of the spectrum, the healthcare professionals and the patients. Mm -hmm. So, Chanel, right now, can people download the app and start using it, or is it still in a closed setting? Or where well, are we, in we made situation? it publicly available. So it's, if you search on the, the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store, you can search for Live With Arthritis and you find it. Okay. Um, but I would encourage is for people to reach out to us at etreadmd.com because we are always looking for people uh, to be part of some of our specific pilot programs and focus groups. Um, the... We are, you know, at, as it as with any early early stage project, we are we've discovered that there's like plenty of room to improve. So we are really keen to hear from people. Um, we have we have we have hundreds of people using the app at this point. So um, on a daily basis, sometimes. So it's it's good to know uh, what how how people feel about it. Now, one more time with that website, if somebody wants to become part of the project. Yeah, etreadmd.com. Okay, etreadmd.com. That's terrific. Uh, yeah. Chanel, we'll have to leave it there. I want to thank you for uh, for your time, for educating us about this, and for the work that you and your team are doing. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. We've been joined by Chanel Gunasakra, founder and chief executive of eTreat MD. And if you do have arthritis and you want to be part of this program, um, go to uh, eTreat MD. I think he said dot com. E, dot com. Yeah. Or you can just get the app for free, but it would be great to provide them that information so they can continue to uh, to approve it. You can get Live With Arthritis at App Store. Um, technology, again, we started this segment talking about technology in general. This is specific to arthritis, right? We've got, there's all kinds of stuff, but Faisal, there is no question that with this demographic, as it ages, as people, you know, um, get arthritis and get Alzheimer's and get all these things that we talk about, right? Yep that technology is going to be one of the ways that we can leverage through this. Absolutely. And if you if there's any place that you can look at, do some research on what, what's happening in Japan, as an example. Here's a nice little, uh, little fact that came out uh, this week. In Japan, they sell more adult diapers than they do baby diapers. Hmm. It's an aging demographic. Sure it is. Yep, and, and they have an immigration restriction, so yep. they have to result to technology to help the aging population. Yep. You want to see some of the great technology coming out of Japan. This is the kind of stuff that they're talking about that they want to use universally. That's exactly what I'm uh, is happening here in Canada with our aging demographic. Yep. It's funny how it all comes out of British Columbia because <laughs> all the retirees go there. So it's perfect. That's uh, how, uh, how how that kind of well, stuff. Well, this is happening. British Columbia is going to face some problems, right? Because people like they to from Alberta, as an example, go retire there, right? Yeah. So yeah. that that 
aging population tends to leave places like Alberta and go to BC. Yeah, they East Coast or West out. Coast, so they're going to head out that way for yeah. sure. So very yeah. interesting. And we're going to talk about healthcare yep. and how it's important to protect yourself from the future financial costs that may be incurred as you go through retirement. We're going to talk about that and bulletproofing your retirement income on Tuesday, February 19th at the Oak Ridge Co-op Wine, Spirits, and Beer. Now, our 7 p.m. session is fully booked, but you can join us for our 8.30 session by going to morethanmoneyradio.com to register or giving us a call at 966-8400. Want some simple tax strategies to reduce your tax load in 2019? Stick around for that. You're on 770-CHQR and More Than Money. Welcome back. You're here with Dave and Faisal on 770-CHQR and More Than Money. And Hey, Faisal, we're moving into tax time again. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. Um, Taxes, you know, we talk a lot about... Taxes, proper structure taxes are going to be an important element in retirement. It's the, probably the biggest line item you have as an expense, right, in your retirement. And so I think it's incumbent upon us to make sure that everybody is as educated as possible within the, you know, the tax code to make sure that they reduce their taxes because we all live on after-tax income, not pre-tax. I believe that many Canadians are missing out on some of the opportunities when it comes to reducing your tax liability. I'm not talking about something crazy out there. I'm not talking about some sophisticated tax structure that the government doesn't want you to do. I'm talking about the basic stuff. No Panama Papers? No Panama Papers. We're we're talking about Calgary Papers. (laughs) Stuff you can do in Calgary with an accountant. (laughs) Properly. Properly. It's not gray. (laughs) There's no gray here. It's black and white. You can do it. And I think they miss out on, on a lot of these opportunities um, no different than people are missing out on putting money in their tax-free savings account right. or parents are missing out on RESPs because of the, yeah. the grant and the savings you have there. There's all these different vehicles, strategies out there that are completely above board and, and many Canadians are using it, but there's many who are not. Yeah. So I think we need to have a, that kind of a chat today. Well, we've got Sharon Numero joining us today. She's been a regular return, a recurring guest with us. Uh, she's a tax specialist at Calgary's Choice Tax Services. Sharon, I want to welcome you back to the show and thanks for taking some time with us. Yeah, thanks for uh, having me. And uh, you were just talking about tax time. And as we say, it's the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> you might be alone on that. I'm not sure. Yeah, but. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I am. Yeah. Well, let's talk about, I mean, Faisal was talking about, there's lots of things that, that uh, Canadians can do in order to minimize the tax load. We're not talking anything fancy. We're not talking crazy structures. We're talking just all above board stuff to make sure you reduce your taxes. Let's maybe start there. Um you know, give us an idea of, of where somebody should start with their tax planning and some ideas that they can use to reduce the tax load. Right. So, you know, first thing is whoever, whoever you have preparing your taxes, uh, you know, get a, a list from them of the things that apply. Because if you don't know what applies, you don't know what to gather. And probably as important, if not more important, is you've got to try and stay organized because otherwise... When you're asked for your donation slips, your medical receipts, people don't have them. They don't know where to find them. And they're missing out on savings that are pretty straightforward to uh, be able to obtain. Yeah, I mean, I think that's an important one, right? Uh, the, org- the organization, just have a file that you can put everything in, right? So you can pull it off. Do you do that? Yeah. Okay, so I have a, I have a box. Yeah. I throw everything in there. There's some electronic stuff. Yeah, There's some, some receipts and yeah. stuff. Now, we've got some more expenses that we can use in our in our tax situation. You'd be surprised how many people are scrambling to look for stuff. Right. They're going back to the charities or the financial institutions. Our clients alone, there are a few. There's a handful of clients 
the day before the deadline, they're saying, can I get my tax receipts? Uh, we've already mailed them to you. Right. Um, yeah, but I don't know where they are. Well, can you send them to me again? Yeah, they're off traveling or something crazy. Yeah, yes. those, those ones we yeah. understand. Yeah. The ones who've been here the whole time. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Watching the playoffs <laughs> <laughs> are saying, uh, well, where? And you know what? That's that's actually you know in the package that that you guys send your clients. That's one of the actually the most uh, overlooked missed deduction is uh, management fees uh, from your advisor for your non-registered accounts. And sometimes, sorry guys, they're pretty significant and can result in in a lot of tax savings. And people just aren't aware. And sometimes. There's a, if their advisor is not as organized as you guys, it's a struggle to try and get that info. Yeah. yeah so, I know. so one thing that we do, Sharon, is that we work with you and other tax professionals in providing a tax package of our clients and sending it out to you if our client wants that to happen or sending it to our client. When you, when you receive a package like that, what are some of the things that you're looking for? Because that will give a bit more information of what people should gather and what are the things that, that kind of pop up that you know, people miss out on. So what are some of the things in the package you'd like to see? Right. First of all, when we actually get one of those packages, it brings a smile to our face. We're very <laughs> excited. It doesn't take that much to excite us. But what we're looking for is uh, a couple things. One is a summary of your gains and losses in your non-registered accounts. And then second, the, uh, the amount of your fees that your advisor may have charged you uh, for those same types of accounts. So really only two things. Your report may be a number of pages, but we're really only looking for two things. And clients don't have to point those out or give us those numbers. They just have to give us those nice uh, summaries. And unfortunately, not everyone provides them to their clients. Okay. Now, you're going to be uh, presenting some tax tips, strategies, ways to reduce your tax liability. That's coming up in a, in a few weeks. How about you tell us a bit more about that presentation? And you're raising money for a great cause in the, in the meantime. So uh, how about you talk about that as well? Yeah, absolutely. I'm really uh, excited to collaborate with you, Faisal, to uh, put on simple ways to reduce your taxes and grow your investments for everyone from people who think that they don't know a lot or maybe their portfolios are really small to people who uh, are older and maybe have a, a larger portfolio just to learn some of the basic things that everyday people uh, can do and it's Thursday February the 7th at the Englewood Community Center you can find tickets on Eventbrite and uh, an exciting part is that uh, there'll be other professionals there uh, offering information and collaborating, and we're going to be raising money for a great uh, organization, Fresh Start Recovery uh, Center, who uh, support uh, men through addiction counseling and housing to get them back on their feet and back with their families. So ways to make money in the market, save money by reducing your taxes. Other professionals will be there. Again, the tickets are on Eventbrite. And if you can't get all that written down or anything, you can always reach out to myself or Dave at uh, morethemoneyradio.com and we'll direct you to the page where you can pick up your tickets there. Okay, let's talk about um, uh, most commonly missed simple tax strategies. What are, what are people not doing that, that are obvious and they should be doing to reduce that load? Uh, well, I, I already mentioned uh, one of the most beneficial ones, and that's the, uh, the fees from your uh, advisor. Uh, probably another one is, and it sounds simple, everybody knows about RSPs, but nobody worries about it or thinks about it, uh, sometimes until it's too late. Uh, and sometimes, uh, 
another investment strategy might be of more benefit than an RSP, but it's really, really important to understand because like those fees, it's one of the most beneficial deductions uh, in terms of uh, saving money. And then, of course, there's some of the more obvious ones, your donations. Uh, People, you know, they donate throughout the year and they really don't think about it. And then when we ask them at the end of the year, uh, like you guys were mentioning, they can't find any of their receipts. And if you're, uh, you know, uh, if you donate money often and you're generous, uh, that can result in, in a lot of tax savings. But if you can't dig up all of those receipts, then you're certainly going to miss out. Sharon, I want to thank you. I think that's been terrific. And we look forward to um, to participating with you in that uh, in that event. That's coming up one more time, February what? Thursday, February 7th. Everyone should uh, come out and join us. That sounds great. Thanks for joining us today, Sharon. I appreciate it. Okay. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Take care. We've been joined by Sharon Numero, tax specialist at Calgary Choice uh, Tax Services. Um, they're tax planning, right? Not the fancy stuff that people think about when I, you know, we say that. Tax strategies. Yeah. There's lots of them, Faisal. Right? There's, there's, organization is, is a good place to start, but there's lots of simple things to do. Just just the simple fact of donating to your RSP in the year. If you know, contributing contributing to early, right? Yep. One extra year of yep. compound. There's lots of little things that you could do that that over your lifetime yeah. add up materially. Yeah. So I think when we talk about it in our presentations, we talk about 3D, which is deduct, divide, defer, and having strategies to do those three things on an annual basis. We'll, we'll uh, put more money in your pocket and less money going to Ottawa and Edmonton. So I think those are strategies you need to have a coordinated uh, effect with your um, your investment team and your tax team working together. And I think when you don't have them working together, that becomes a problem. Um, just last week, um, uh, sorry, earlier this week, I mean, uh, we uh, uh, I met with a, a client of ours. The couple have two different tax uh, advisors. Right. Like he goes to one person, she goes to another. Right. And the two accountants don't talk to each other. Right. And they're over the age of 65 and they can split income and they haven't been splitting income. Right. That's a, right. That's, huge, that's a huge, that's thousands of dollars yeah. of savings in taxes they, that's right. they just didn't do because they just have a different way of doing their taxes, right? right? So these are the kind of things that we want to make sure that people are, are aware of. So that's why on February 7th, I'm looking forward to, to, to uh, presenting with Sharon. She's going to give some great tips and tactics. I'm going to be talking about portfolio management and investment strategies. It's going to be fun. And uh, again, if you want to know more about that event, uh, hit us up at morethemoneyradio.com and we'll, we'll give you more information. But we do have our seminar mm-hmm. that we do now. February is almost full. Tuesday, February 19th, Oak Ridge Co-op Wine, Spirits, and Beer. The 7 p.m. one is full. We're opening up another session at 8.30. So if you can make it for 8.30 on February 19th, you need to give us a call at 966-8400, 966-8400, or go to our website to register at morethanmoneyradio.com. Is it time to get back into the equity markets? Uh Uh-oh. Stick around after the break to find out. You're on 770 CHQR and More Than Money. Welcome back. You're here with Dave and Faisal on 770 CHQR and More Than Money. I want to start this uh, segment with a bit of a congratulations to the team. You're our front man on this. Uh, second year in a row, um, we were recognized. Yeah. You're the face of this in the wealth <laughs> professional. Right? It's, only, it's the only picture they could find. I think that's why they put it up there. But yeah, we became the um, top 50, in the top 50 advisors, number four in the country. What a team. We also, like the last 12 months has been great for us. 
from a recognition perspective. I think uh, last year we were in the top six. This year we're in the top four. Our team became, uh, as an advisory team, in the top nine in the country uh, from the Wealth Professional uh, Group. So it's our peers and others that are voting uh, in, in how we've been doing and so forth. So there, you know, kudos to the team. Without a great team that we have, we wouldn't we wouldn't be recognized the way no, that for we sure. are. So um, again, congratulations to the entire team. Let's talk a little bit about um, markets for a minute. Okay. So we ended last year. Um, we ended last year with a lot of volatility. It scared a lot of people, right? Equity markets worldwide in December really took a tumble. Yep. Uh, balanced portfolios, um, you know, slightly negative, uh, not catastrophic. But it was really scary because there was a lot of sharp um, moves in the market, thousand-point moves. Yeah, right? and it was it was a twenty percent drop in such a short period of time right. where people haven't seen that for a while. Right. Right, they haven't seen that big drop, and last time people would remember that would have been in Canada in 2015. Right, we had the same type of fear in late 2015. People were calling us saying, "I need to get a second look at my portfolio." Yeah. we're getting the same thing now. Well, and, and what's interesting last year is we had sharp volatility, but a, you know, a very aggressive contraction in equity markets. But there was no place to hide. You had bond markets affected. Ninety-three percent of the, you know, world assets fell. First time in a hundred years that's happened. That's you know, it was it was a really strange year. So yep. people got spooked. Correct. The result of that, in many cases, is that they made emotional decisions and exited the equity markets. Yes. Okay? Got out. So, start the new year. January's been pretty good. Equity markets are going higher. I want to get back in. Those are the conversations now. Yep. Should we be getting back in? Can I give you my answer normally that I give? It depends. Yes, it does. The answer is always it depends, and I hate people hate when I answer in that that, that method. Um, We're going to go does. through. I, I, let's go through this thought process. Okay, I've, I've got okay, feelings start. about that as you well. Start. Go okay. for it. Okay, so it does depend. Last year, last quarter of last year, last six weeks of last year was gut check time. I call it gut check time. Yep. Okay. How uncomfortable were you if you weren't sleeping through that pullback? Mm -hmm. Right. That might indicate that the amount of risk you're carrying in your strategy was not correct. Okay. Okay. Nobody has problem with volatility on the way up. That's eh, great. It's fun. It's on the way down, right? So it's a gut check. This was an opportunity to, to go back and, and to think about it. Now, can equity markets fall 20% again? Absolutely. Of course they can. And they will. And they should. And Not they today. Right. But they should. Right. Because that's a normal drop in the market. This is where people are, are missing out on what's normal. So let me give you the example. I mentioned this to one of our clients. I said he's he's not from Calgary, so I could I could say this. I go, you come to Calgary, and on a Monday it's minus twenty. Yeah. On the Tuesday it's plus nine. Yeah. And what do you say to me? He goes, that's crazy. I go, no, that's normal. That's Calgary. That's right. That's normal. And any Calgarian who's been here long enough will tell you we can go from minus twenty to plus nine in two days. That's normal. Yeah. Expect that in Calgary. Yeah. Expect the same numbers in the stock market. Mm -hmm. That's normal. Minus twenty, plus nine, all over the place. Same thing happens. Okay. Right? It, it's normal. And, and it's hard for people who are foreign to the land of investing, mm -hmm. even though they've been there, to see that kind of volatility. Okay. So we got people that were distinctly uncomfortable and sold equities. Okay. Should they get back in? That's the question. Right? Because what's happening typically is there's a capitulation point. We talk about this all the time. We see this in the retail investment environment. This is the, these are the disastrous mistakes that can compound over time. I sell... Okay, at some point when I'm distinctly uncomfortable, which tends to be 
pretty close close to a low. And then I'm buying back in after the rally and the recoveries happen at somewhere closer to the highs. Yep. Right? We talked like a couple of weeks ago. We did a show on market timing and how precise you have to be Correct. to win that game. Right? That's a hope strategy. Maybe there's somebody out there that can do it. I don't know anybody, but maybe there's somebody out there that can do it. But it'd be few and far between. Okay. So here we are. Things look great again. Markets are going up. Now I've got FOMO. I'm I'm missing out again. Missing out. Right. I, yep. I, I got out when I when I was scared and now I'm missing out again. Now what do I do? I think this is a strategy conversation. Okay? You cannot people investors I'm cannot of what flip changed. Off. It's what going cha- up. <laughs> it's going up, man. Yeah, but there was a reason why you got out because it was going down. Correct. So only get me in when things are going up and get Correct. me out when things are going down. You're going to lose money time and time again on that strategy. Because you're going to do that, right? Capitulate. You're going to sell at the wrong time and you're going to buy at the wrong time. And right. therefore, you're going to take out the highs and the lows. And you're going to miss out on the great opportunities that being at the low has. And, and if, if this is the low, I don't even know that. No, we don't. I don't even know that. Don't. But it scares me when people who who sold out in December are right. coming in January, such a quick period of time, yep. and saying, now I want in. Right. And I wonder what the strategy is behind that. And so now that we've learned yep. what we've learned, yep. okay, it, it, you shouldn't have sold because you would have been, you would have been where you're at right now. Right. What did you learn? And what did you get out of it? And what are you going to do differently next time? Yeah, well, here's the problem. This isn't the first time we've gone through these things, right? It's, it's repetitive. And if you're listening and you're that person, ask yourself and honestly answer, have you done this before? Right? This is the emotional, these are the emotional decisions that, that affect people, right? It's like being a surgeon and doing surgery on your kid. You don't do that for a reason because you're emotionally attached to it. Correct. People are emotionally attached to their money. It's significant. I get it. But, um, the conversations I've been having over the past couple of weeks for people who got really nervous through that period and now want to come back in is I get on my whiteboard. I, I love working on the whiteboard. And we do, we, I do up the math for them, right? So we look at the asset allocation. We put it out. We, we give some forecasts, some ups and downs, and so on and so forth. And I say the trick, the magic dust in this conversation is we have to find the point on the growth, port, uh, the growth bucket only, okay? The, the, uh, the income bucket's not affected by the volatility in the equity markets. For the growth bucket, we got to find the point at which we can keep you fully invested in your strategy through the ups and the downs. I'll say it time and time again. It is not timing the market. Right. It's time in the market that right. will work. Right. And that growth bucket is designed for a 10-year point for a particular reason. Mm-hmm. There is rationale behind a 10-year growth bucket. Mm-hmm. Don't market time of your growth bucket. Mm-hmm. And don't and, and have accurate expectations, right? Do the math on the downside. Again, nobody has any trouble with the upside. Do the math on the downside. If you own equities over time, you own stocks. There's some stock in your portfolio. Okay, something will go down. It will go down. Yeah. So there, there's a chart that I've, I'm thinking of that I show some clients over any one year period in this in the U.S. stock market. Yeah. Okay, seventy eight percent of the time, um, you are making money in the U.S. stock market. Yeah, you're talking about um, your index chart, I think, that yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. that we were talking about. So yeah. so I think I have it here. Actually, here it is. Yeah. Okay. So 78% of the time you're making money in the stock market in the U.S., 74% of the time you're making money in the Canadian market over any one-year period. That mm-hmm. means there's a one in four chance approximately or mm-hmm. one in five chance that you're going to lose money. 
You're well, going to lose money. Well, hang on. Don't even say lose money. This is what I think people get confused about, where where the portfolio is down. But yet. I'm just talking about one po- one year in time. That's right. it. Right? Yeah. It's down. It'll be down. Your it's portfolio down will be if down. You sell. It's, That's correct. it's a loss That's if right. you sell. And I get that. But you'll be down. Yeah. Now, when you take it out to five years, mm-hmm. the U.S. stock market has 87% of the time of making a profit or mm-hmm. a positive return. Right. And it's about 80, or sorry, 96% of the time, the Canadian market. Just holding on for four more years increases your probability. Right. And in history, over any 10-year period, now I'm going back from 1935 to the end of 2017. I'm still going to get the 2018 data. But there has never been a 10-year period that the Canadian stock market has gone negative. Right. So if you've got that, I'm not saying it's never going to happen in the future, but that's a good probability. It's a good probability of that happening. Right. Right. So why would you have an investment strategy of one-year period right. or a two-year period when you should have a 10-year period for your, your growth investments and for your income investments? They shouldn't be growth-oriented. Right. They should be income payouts. That's right. That's why we have two different buckets. So I get, I get, uh, I think when people start to market time or get in, get out because of emotion, they need to sit back and go over the strategy again. Right. You, you have to go over the strategy. You've got to stay invested through the full amount because it's too precise. We've done those numbers about how accurate you have to be a market timer. Now, this is all education, right? we got to educate people about this. People have to understand this. There's lots of work to do. We're going to start that process again uh, next month on at our February seminar. Yep, February 19th at the Oak Ridge Co-op Wine, Spirits, and Beer. Now, our 7 p.m. session is fully booked. We have an 8.30 session that we're opening up, so go to our website at morethanmoneyradio.com or give us a call at 966-8400 to register. Okay, let me remind everybody as we sign off on another show that you can access any of our past segments on morethanmoneyradio.com or you can have them directly delivered to you every single week and all you have to do is search for More Than Money CHQR on Apple Podcast or in your favorite podcast app. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of More Than Money on 770 CHQR. David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.